Welcome to a special isolation edition of the Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. I am joined by my friend, J.D. Lewis. How are you doing? I am alone, but I don't say that for sympathy. The, the prime minister said we're supposed to be alone, so that's why I'm alone. Absolutely. So the conversations that we're having, just to let everybody know, are going to be unedited and we're recording them over the internet. So the sound quality might be a little spotty from time to time, but what can people expect? You can expect, I guess, a few things, you know, hopefully some inspiration. If your spirits need picking up, hopefully we can be that source of inspiration for you and show you this doesn't necessarily have to be a totally ugly, scary thing. Some companionship. Jesus, if, if you need a friend right now, let us be your friends for the next half hour and for the episodes that follow. And finally, hopefully this can be a reminder to you that, you know, something like COVID-19, while it's super scary and, and we still don't totally know everything about it, that doesn't mean it's all bad things coming out of it. Sir Isaac Newton developed his theory on gravity while in isolation and quarantine from the bubonic plague. I'm not suggesting we're going to change the laws and rules of science here on this podcast, but I do think some good can come out of a bad situation. And I think we're going to learn that together. Just want to say thanks to everybody for letting us be a part of your day. And I hope you enjoy the conversations. All right. Welcome back to another Let's Meet for a Beer podcast, yet another isolation edition. I am here with Cole Boyd ben, from Benstick in Edmonton. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me around. Hey, before I get going on this, explain the name Benstick. What, where does that come from? What does that mean? Um, initially, we had created it thinking that we would come up with a better name at some point in time. Um, but the other three guys were all brewers at Alley Cat before we got this started. And before Ally Cock got real fancy and automated their mash ton uh, with some rakes, they, these guys had to stir every mash by hand. And Ally Cat does like apricot and main squeeze, and they're all super heavy wheat beers. And over time, like the metal paddle that they stirred the mash with got like a pretty good bend in it. And so it's kind of like an homage to the hard work in brewing. Nice. I like that. I knew, I knew there had to be something. It wasn't just a random one. What are you sipping on, Cole? I got a little bit of our 430 stout because, uh, all of our keg sales dried up and we couldn't finish it. So this is what's on tap at the shop. I like it. Um, so from a personal perspective and I guess with your team as well, since they're in the background working away, how's everyone doing from a, from a health perspective? So far we're all good and healthy. Um, early on in the pandemic, Scott behind me here had a little bit of a tickle in his throat. So he stayed home for a couple of weeks, but aside from that, we're, we're all happy and healthy and doing the best we can. That's awesome. So there's four of you. Uh, we were saying just before we hit the record button, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There's myself, uh, Scott, Kendall, uh, Patrick Cudet, and Ben Ricks. Are the, it's the whole kit and caboodle with us. So now, did you guys have staff that you had to let go or has it always just been the core four of you guys? We had like a really part-time girl that was helping out in the front of house on like the 10 hours we were open a week. Um, but since we can't do any pint service right now, we tried to keep her on for a little bit and then it just didn't make sense to keep her around. We didn't have enough work. And so we worked with her, figure out what was best and ended up just letting her go a few weeks back. Yeah. And from a business perspective, what have you guys had to do? Cause obviously, you know, your accounts, um, where you'd, you'd have your stuff on tap and stuff like that, that's no longer there. What have you guys done to, uh, 
to kind of pivot and uh, make things work? I mean, the, the home delivery has been the big thing on our end. Um, when we started, we were still not great at it, but we were never really good at business. And we opened up, we didn't have a lot of keg accounts. We thought we were going to sell all bomber bottles just like out to accounts and not have a tap room. And so we never really had a whole pile of draft accounts. Um, we had enough that we feel it now four years after starting, but um, like there's a lot of breweries I think that leaned a lot heavier on their draft accounts than we were. Um, and so we've been able to offset the majority of our draft losses by like doing home deliveries. Um, and so we deliver Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So long as you get your, your order in before 1 PM, we've got beer on your door. Um, and that's been like huge for our business and just keeping us like busy and beer moving. And just like, sometimes you're the best part of someone's day. They've like had one guy come out and he was like, I haven't been outside of my house in two weeks. And he was just so stoked to get a flat of beer. So you're excited and scared at the same time when those guys come out to, uh... yeah, exactly. Like, are you just getting out of quarantine or is this your own thing? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you shower. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. So do you think, and, and this is pure speculation, um, but do you think when this isolation is over that the home delivery model concept is going to stick around or is that something AGLC is going to be like yank? I don't know. Like I don't, I don't see the AGLC ripping that away anytime soon. Like, cause I want, my understanding was we always had the license to do deliveries. We just didn't because we had the tap room and other things. Um, and so, but I think like the, the market for it's become a lot more robust and people are looking for it in, like we're still going to, as soon as this is done, we're going to have a bunch of people that want to come and have beers at the brewery again, but we're still going to have the people that are like, I live on the South. I don't really want to go that far. If you can just drop them off on my doorstep, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, yeah. and I, I've had a couple of guys comment on what they, what people have been ordering and they found it really interesting. So say for example, there's a liquor store in this one neighborhood that buys a lot of, you know, one type of your beer, but the people in that neighborhood are actually buying something completely different have you noticed what what customers are buying to be has it surprised you at all um not so much on the type of beer i mean we sold way more barley wine than i expected to would be one thing it was just like oh you guys have this beer i've never had one of those and so like for the first while we were just selling like eight cases of barley wine a week i was like we don't move that in a month (laughs) um but once we kind of got off the barley wine train um, and people settled down on that front. It was more like not so much the the individual beers people were ordering, but like it'd be like, oh, this one's on sale today, and all of a sudden orders for that would like triple. And right. so people were way more price sensitive with the home deliveries than we thought they would be. Interesting. Now you were mentioning something. You guys were in the process of of expanding. You had some some extra space that you guys were playing with, and then. Uh, like what, what was happening and, and how have you kind of pumped the brakes on it? Yeah. So we, we expanded our business way beyond our walls just by doing contract brewing. So we brew a lot of our beer down at last spike. Okay. Um, and we were just getting set up to be able to like store dry goods in another bay because like our whole brewery is, that's it. <laughs> it's, okay. It's yeah. real. Uh, uh, for the audio people, it's tiny. We're, we're yeah. like 1,700 square feet. Um, and so our biggest issues were just tripping over stuff that's not beer and production equipment. Yeah. And so we were looking to rent a bay across the parking lot just to store our dry goods and get stuff out of our hair. Um, 
but so yeah, double our square footage and we were got a new, we bought a bottling line off of Ribstone Creek that wasn't using it anymore. And we were going to use that to be able to package faster and get more efficient. And that come with like other pieces of equipment to make sure that it runs and the new keg washer. And, um, like all of this was like two weeks away from getting like signed and triggers pulled. And then the pandemic hit and we were lucky enough that we were able to just put the brakes on lots of that spending and run as lean as possible. Yeah. Um, we were like three weeks away from being in pretty hot water. <laughs> well, Hey, there's a silver lining for you right there. That, uh, you know, yeah. that timing. Yeah. That, that would have been your, your stress level would have been a little bit higher. Your smile wouldn't have been quite as big. Right now. <laughs> um, so what have you been doing? I guess like outside of, outside of work. Cause it seems like you guys are, are doing fairly well in terms of keeping busy and stuff like that. Um, what have you been doing to kind of stay active and stuff like that outside of work? Uh, I've got an 18 month old, 18 month son. Uh, I've got my wife and a dog that keep me pretty busy at home. Um, so between taking the dog and my son out for walks and stuff like that, uh, been doing a fair bit of cycling, throw them in the chariot behind the bike and go for a rip around town. Um, lots of cooking. My wife and I try to cook as much as possible. Um, try to cook something new every week, stuff like that. I noticed uh, that you said, so I'm not, and don't get me wrong. I don't mind cooking. Like I got a smoker and and I'll, I'll do it, but I don't, I don't love to cook. Do you, is it something, is that something you've always had a passion to do is cooking or is that something that's new to you? I don't know that I've always had a passion. I've always been able to cook, but it's only become a thing that I've enjoyed doing in like the last five, six years. Um, just end up getting a taste for food. You try some good food while you're in this industry, going from different restaurant to different restaurant. And then it's like, Oh, I wonder if I can recreate that. And you start to do a little more and you build that foundation. And now it's like, Oh, I could cook just about anything and not fuck it up too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still like spaghetti. Like you know, <laughs> my, my culinary skills have not progressed since like university. I'm still just, uh, Although I do have a smoker now, so I do kind of experiment with that. But yeah, I, I just put, casually cook for eight hours at a time. It's fine. I wouldn't put my <laughs> skills up against anybody. Like I'd just be like, whoever comes over who has a smoker, I'm like, I defer to you. You tell me what to do, and we'll cook it the way you're telling me to cook it. Yeah, yeah. It might be um, one of those weird subsectors, though. I love like cooking good food and just like a fine frozen burrito. Like they're, they're yeah. both equally good. <laughs> I was going to actually, I was at the store the other day. I was going to buy pizza pops. I have two kids that have never had pizza pops. I was like, I should introduce them to that. Cause like, blow their mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, do I really need them to add pizza pops to the grocery <laughs> order every, for the rest of my life? Um, you had mentioned something about Scott from grain bin. You guys got a little fitness race going on. What, what's that one all about? Yeah. He, he just put on Facebook that he was like, this was the weight I was at on this date. And this is where I'm at now. I was like, we're like four pounds apart at the start and finish points right now. It's like, we'll race you to this. Um, and so I'll often send him a quick text message being like, I just did 13 K. What'd you do today, Scott? Suck it. Um, and he'll jive back a little bit and just have some fun with it. But, um, yeah, just trying to use this little bit extra time that we both have and stay sane and, I usually play a fair bit of other sports like basketball and stuff like that. And I don't have a competitive outlet right now. So I'm really leaning on this and just keep myself sane. 
Totally. And what, what's the weather been like in Edmonton? Like, is it something that you guys, you've been able to be outside and enjoy the weather? Or? Yeah, it's been pretty decent. Um, it's about to thunderstorm right now, which is less decent, but it's, uh, it's, we need rain too. It's been really windy and warm. And so things are drying out pretty good. So a little bit of rain to wash the must, the dust off stuff's not bad. Yeah, absolutely. I was asking about, uh, if you had any specific stories of awesomeness and, um, you're just kind of in, I guess in general, just talking about how you've been impressed with the community and how it's rallied towards, uh, for you guys. And I probably for other small breweries too, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't even know if it's just breweries. Um, sort of what I've been seeing out of this is the, the businesses that have done a really good job of, of building a community around them seem to be the ones that are doing okay through this. Um, the ones that, you know, take time and work within the work within town or really make sure they get a chance to connect with their customers. When you come in, it seems like those customers are really paying it forward now and making sure that, uh, that we're doing okay. And then it's nice that, you know, we've gotten to know a handful of the customers that we can talk to, you know, Don and Deb or Glenn and see how these guys are doing see how Eric, the mailman is, uh, and it goes both ways. And so that's been sort of, if you can have a favorite part of the pandemic, um, just seeing the mutual support back and forth from our customers and us. Yeah. I was, uh, talking to Brian. He's one of the owners of Canmore brewing, uh, just a couple hours ago here. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, if you can put a silver lining on it is just how much of a spotlight has been put onto small business and just how important it is. And, um, it's, it's cool to see. I mean, like I said to him, it'd be cool if um, it didn't take a pandemic to kind of make people realize how important small business is. But to see that people are getting it and going out of their way to support it is is awesome. Yeah, just really making a point of supporting the things that make where you live a cool place to live. Um, there seems to be a fair bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. So how old's your son? 18 months, you said? Yeah, yeah, awesome. he's, he's a lot of fun. So do you, is there, would you say you have more time to kind of hang out with him or, or are you too busy with, are you busier with work or? Uh, I've got more time with him right now. Um, just cause I was primarily involved with the outside sales and a lot of that's sort of the work, the work, maintenance work behind that's dried up a fair bit. So a lot of the stuff that I can do, I can do from home. And so my wife's often on call and working in the hospital and stuff like that. So I'll, be at home just in case, even if she wasn't scheduled that day, I'll just be at home, work from home as much as I can uh, in case she were to get called out or so on and so forth. Most of my work when he's around gets done during naps and after he's in bed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, and, and, you know, getting to spend that time, especially at that age is, is pretty awesome. You know what I mean? To, so there you go. Another silver lining that we've, uh, we've established. Yeah. Two. We're, Best pandemic ever. <laughs> uh, hopefully, only pandemic we ever have to deal with. So, when you're when you're at home, are you a Netflix guy? Or you crave Disney Plus? What's your pleasure? Crave's pretty underrated, man. There's a lot of people talking about Netflix and Disney, but that whole HBO Showtime catalog—that's a gem. Yeah, and I don't have Crave. I was telling my wife that though. I'm like, I think Crave is the way to go because, like, yeah, HBO just in and of itself. There's a lot of beauty shows on that yeah i i canceled everything else i'm just crave these days what do you watch on crave uh brockmeyer i'm on to right now brockmeyer about a baseball announcer it's great it's got uh hank Azaria in it 
Okay. Um, I'm trying to visualize who the hell that is. What What's he from? I recognize the name. I don't recognize um, Like, is it a comedy or what What kind of yeah, show is it? Yeah, it's a comedy. Okay. Um, the only movie I can think of him is a stupid movie. The original, like, 2000 Godzilla. He's, like, the <laughs> the, the videographer in it. Oh, um, he's a voice guy, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, yeah, Mo yeah. from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Hilarious. And then isn't, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm on... That's yeah, on Curb, HBO and stuff, yeah. Right? So, yeah, I mean, Curb right Your there. Enthusiasm, uh, Billion, Succession, like Game of Thrones, all sorts of good stuff. So, um, okay. So crave, gotta get crave. Yeah. Cause I'm on Netflix, but like I'm flipping through, there's not, there's not a ton. Although, um, you know, there's, there's some, I'm, I'm, I'm only into comedies though. So all the yeah. things that have been recommended are so dark and I try them and I'm like half an episode in, I'm just like, I don't want to feel like shit. I want to feel like happy. You know? Yeah. Silicon Valley. You could pull up on crave. It's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, any other things in terms of like, you know, really what I'm wondering is how does a guy kill time? So do you have movies? Do you have books, board games you recommend? Um, hasn't been a whole ton for movies that I've had a chance to watch, but uh, I highly, I just finished reading the couple of books from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, so Scar Tissue and Acid for the Children. Is that the one? Is that from Flea, Acid for the Children? Yeah. Yeah. Um, read those ones. Uh, an old one that's really good is Shantram by Gregory David Roberts. Um, I actually had to put that book in the freezer for a while because it was too much. <laughs> is, that a, um, is that like, are you, is that something you do or is that a saying you put? Uh, for that one, I actually put it in the freezer just to make a joke with a buddy, but it stayed in there for like a month. Um but when you say it's too much, was it just too heavy or what was the, yeah, there was a point in it where it was too heavy. Um, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a wild story. It's worth a read. Um, and then I just read a bunch of fantasy novels and stuff like that. Uh, board games, been playing a lot of two player board games, my wife and I, uh, Carcassonne and lost cities, patchwork, stuff like that. How oh, sweet. And you mentioned that your wife, uh, is she a nurse? She works at the hospital. She's a family doctor. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so is she, is, does she work out of a hospital or is it a... She, uh, she does like clinic work and then she will do deliveries at the hospital, but she's got okay. like all the training to work and emerge in a small hospital. And so like if COVID rears its ugly head and some eMERGE docs get sick, then she'll have to pull some chips and eMERGE and stuff like that. Okay. So is she, is she reasonably safe or is she on, is she on the front line often or... I mean, you're as safe as you can be as a healthcare professional, I think. Like she's doing a lot of virtual work and calling and Zooming patients and stuff like that. Trying not to have as much face-to-face contact as possible, but you're still still in it. And that's pretty stressful and weird. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I always try to talk about mental health and physical health. And I, I, I think everybody sees the connection between the two. What, what are you doing to kind of just kind of stay sane through all of this and just kind of keep your mental wits about you? Um, just trying to connect with people a fair bit, whether it's Zoom calls with some buddies or touching base with a cousin here or there. Um, making sure that I actually talk to my wife. Um, it's pretty easy to just get locked into work mode and dad mode. 
and then all of a sudden it's bedtime and you just go to bed. So make sure yeah. that there's some actual conversations that happen there. Um, and yeah, like we had talked about before, just getting a chance to hang out with my son and, you know, make sure that we get out doing stuff and he's learning things every day. So that's been really good. Yeah. Um, you were mentioning something about uh, your walks that you're starting to take really seriously. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're timing your walks. Yeah. I've become a competitive dog walker. Um, there's just like a couple pretty normal loops that we'll do. And it's like, Oh, this one's six K this one's three K. It's like, I did the three K one in 27 minutes last time. Let's see how, how fast we can do it this time. And it's, I'm almost running and I'm really disappointed in myself. I friggin' hate running. That's so funny. It just seems like something. It's just funny. Once someone has a kid, how like into, they just become a dad so quickly, like timing walks. Did you think when you were younger that you'd ever be like a walk, a, a, a walk timer? No, and like it's never been a fast walker. I've been like, no, just enjoy the scenery and get out and about. But now it's like between trying to beat Scott in this fitness challenge and just having no other competitive outlet, it's really dove into just the lamest exercise. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, we're putting together an isolation soundtrack. What song should we add to it? Uh, go with Lawyers, Guns, and Money by Warren Zevon. Sweet. So... And you were saying that was the one you were mentioning. You you guys did a collab of almost the same name, right? Yeah, we worked with Fallen Timber Meadery before all the stuff hit the fan and made a a braggot with them. So Nathan came up and brewed with us, oh. and we called it Lawyers, Guns, and Honey. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. It just released last weekend, and it's kind of got we used like a wine yeast and a bunch of sort of white wine hops, and then it's half honey. It's it's like a new world white wine and IPA and a meat had a baby. That's really cool. Cause Nathan, he stopped through Edmonton on the way home from Jasper, didn't he? To do that yeah, one with that's you guys. He came right from Jasper to our place and we brewed and had a, a pretty fun day. Yeah. Yeah. They're good guys. Hey, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're a wonderful family. Yeah. I would say that uh, he's, he's the nicest of them all. No, I'm just kidding. I said <laughs> not wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so, okay, I got the song. Uh, I've never heard that. I don't think I've ever heard it. So it uh, should be an interesting addition. What would you say if, if there's somebody out there that's struggling? So, uh, and I've said it a million times, like, you know, for me, I'm lucky because I got my wife, I got my two kids to kind of keep me busy when I'm not working. Um, obviously, you got your competitive walking that you're doing and your family. Um, but, you know, some people are, are isolating by themselves or, or they're really struggling mentally with, uh, with, with what we're being asked to do. Do you have any advice for people like that? Something that might be able to help them get through a day? Um, put pants on, uh, like try to try to make it a normal routine as possible. But outside of that, just uh, I would say try to every day get outside, get a little bit of exercise. Um, just the fresh air and the exercise, you'll sleep better. It's, it's amazing what burning off a little steam does and getting out and outside of your bubble helps a bunch. You may have to isolate and stay away from people, but you can, you can enjoy the outdoors pretty well. Totally. Now put pants on. Is that, like, is that sort of a, a company policy that you guys have that, that you've just kind of adopted into your, the rest of your life? That might be an, an antithesis <laughs> to one of our company policies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, No, I've just found like, one of the things I've come across in this pandemic is it just turns out that I, I like pants more than most people. I can't get over the number of people that are just leaning on sweatpants and saying how it's so hard to get out of them. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, just really making a point of making sure that I put it on pants with a button most days. Get out and pants, do things. Pants with a button. <laughs> um, so when this is all said and done, what are you looking forward to the most when whenever when the government says okay, life's back to normal? Well, I'm hugging everyone. It's not even a question. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Giving up giving up toe taps and handshakes. We're going for the hug every time. No, that's that's important. I, I you know, I, I I talk about hugging probably more than I should on the podcast. And because um, I'm a converted hugger, I, I never used to be a hugger. And then I decided, fuck it, everybody. <laughs> like, why? Why fight the hug? Right. But um, I, I agree, man. When this is all said and done, like some people say, oh, people aren't going to shake hands anymore. People aren't going to do this or that. It's because you're going right for the hug. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, I think it's yeah, I think people are going to be more into the shaking hands, hugging, doing whatever, because like it's it's, you know, you're sort of appreciate the fact that uh, we took it for granted for all those for all that time. Right. Yeah. Hopefully it helps kick some of the stigma around social contact. Like so long as it's consensual, it's cool. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We got a friend who's an anti hugger and I was, someone suggested to me the other day that instead of going in for the hug, just go in for the full lip kiss. (laughs) Just, just skip it. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, that'll kind of help him realize that the hug is actually pretty okay can you get him with the bro hug the old shake pull in one arm yeah he does the bro hug but it's got to be the full hug or nothing (laughs) cool man well thanks for taking the time i really appreciate it and um yeah i can't wait to get up to edmonton and and uh see all the see the community there we miss it and uh you know the fact that our festivals are you know in the month of may and we're not going to be able to do them uh it just kind of sucks not seeing everybody so yeah, absolutely. Look forward to having some tiny beers with you. Yeah, right on, man. We'll take, uh, yeah, tell everyone we say hi up in Edmonton and, uh, yeah, enjoy your time with your son, man. Sounds good. Enjoy your time with your girls. Okay, thanks, bud. Take Cheers. care. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for joining the podcast today. To learn more about how we are involved in the community, please visit letsmeetforabeer.com and albertabeerfestivals.com. Please remember to be kind and offer help wherever you can and never be afraid to ask for help. We're all in this together. Have a great day.